With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Fleet Network, there is no vated leasing specialist. Save your thousands on your dream car, fleetnetwork.com.au. Got a bone to pick with this bloke, that's what? for sure. Which bloke? Our next guest. Well, we haven't got him on yet. Well, that's when the problem. he comes on. No, well, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe he heard what I said about him coming on and stuff. Well, he's not there. He's not that thin-skinned. Well, I wouldn't have thought he so. He has got one of the thickest hides <laughs> going around. <laughs> hey, let's get some te- he can handle anything. Let's get some text away if we can. Thank you. Uh, thanks to our wonderful friends at Temperate Bedshed. Bedsheds are the experts in temperatures, <laughs> mattress, pillows and adjustable bases. Roy's asked, has Dan Ewing got a morning radio show he can listen to instead? Yes. Roy, it's called the Dan Ewing Show. <laughs> That's it. Just yeah. Good luck. Uh, Lisa says uh, Lockie Neal will be Brisbane's next captain. That will lock him in to finish his playing days with the Lions. Lisa of Ellenbrook. Mark Duffield in after 8 o'clock. He's going to have all that covered and more. Well, our next guest, of course, is a man well-known to us on SEN, of course, well-known to the listeners who listen on Melbourne, co-host of Sports Day on 11.16 with Jared Healy. What do you think that, you know, I know you say it a lot for yourself, but do you think Kane could say, I am SEN? Uh, no, because it's you know, I've, I've got that title, <laughs> and I've got that title on experience and longevity. Right. Uh, but this guy is certainly creating some waves, and um, and it comes from South Australia. So there's Miles Fitz now and then, but there's not much else comes out of Adelaide apart from the highway. Uh, Kane, good morning. Thanks for joining us on our show, mate. We appreciate it. And that'll be the last time you compare me to Miles Fitzmagic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, almost lost him straight away. Fitzmagic. Hey, mate, you've hey, been, been busy. Yeah, I've got a bone to pick with you, mate. What's happened? Well, well, Goss and I have just, you know, we've signed two-year deals. And we were both looking. Yes, for, we congratulations! Were, thank you. I saw we, that. Yeah, we were both. No, you didn't. We were both looking for. Uh, <laughs> we were both looking for six and seven year deals, but you've apparently turned the network <laughs> against them, and uh, we couldn't get it. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that is a nice, responsible two year contract. Very happy with management for that. You won't get ahead of yourself. It'll keep you on your toes, and then in two years' time, you'll go again. Mate, I've got to ask you. Uh, you've come out pretty strong about uh, Brennan Cox. I know it is one of your. Bugbears, players doing things that mm. um, are a little bit risky in the off season, but geez, I tell you, mate, like, and you, you'd obviously it would be no surprise where I stand on this on this topic. <laughs> but you know, the, the the boys have to have something different. They have to have some sort of uh, mechanisms to make them feel normal. I guess to maybe get them away from the the footy lifestyle, the footy bubble, the the intensity of footy. Uh, good for their mental health to go and do other things as well. Why are you so against it? Well, I just think if I'm a professional footballer, and I, I understand all of that and that's one point of view, but I think when you're a professional athlete, you live a professional athlete life. There's no switch where you flick it on or off. Now, if he wants to go and skateboard or snow ski or ski behind a boat or jump out of a plane or go cliff jumping, whatever, go go and do it. Or Charlie Kerno, go and play basketball and, and dunk the ball and miss three years because you've, you've done your knee. That's okay. But 
you, you, your club shouldn't have to foot the bill for the injury that you've incurred participating in extreme sports. I mean, I gave up skateboarding when I was 14. I mean, there's many 24-year-old skateboarders <laughs> around these days. It's, it's a strange one for me, a month out from the season, to be skateboarding, which it's a, you know, it's a pretty risky activity. Broken wrists, broken arms, dislocated shoulders. And, you know, an infection in your leg, which isn't going to be serious, and hopefully he's there for round one. But I just think players are going to do that. Go ahead. But it shouldn't be the club paying for it while you recover and rehabilitate yourself. I know Mark Duffield was on Sports Day with yourself and Jared last night, and he talked about the West Coast Eagles in their fitness campaign, mm. and you uh, then just sort of basically came to the front of the pack and just said, well, then I did call them out. Do you take responsibility for the Eagles' fitness campaign and the way they're looking <laughs> pre-season? Well... I'm just shocked as a tram goes passing, Glenelg, sorry for the sound in the background, um, that they denied that they were uh, unfit last year. Uh, and I was pretty strong on the fact that Adam Simpson, and ultimately it is his responsibility, let standard slip at the club. And there's there's no doubt about that. Now, at the time, Trevor Nisbert and, and Simpson himself denied that. And they said, no, we, we haven't. We're fit. We're, you know, we've had some injuries, but... All of that, and now all of a sudden they've decided they're going to get themselves into shape. And even Luke Shuey admitted last week that yes, they were out of shape, and yes, they did get it strong talking to before they went on their off-season break, and yes, they were told to come back to it. So it just annoys me when clearly everyone can see it, see it that the club was absolutely in denial, or they weren't prepared to put their hand up last year and say we made a mistake. Now credit to them. Uh, great to see you know, Tim Kelly back in shape and I'm, I'm hearing good things about all the players and everyone that's watched them train says that they're in ripping nick. That should have been the case last year and no wonder they won two games. Yeah, but Kane, the, the footy club and a CEO and a coach are not going to come out mid-year when they've been decimated by, by injuries and we're not just talking soft tissue. We're talking... Busted ankles, done knees, shoulder recons. We're talking about back injuries for McGovern and the like. They're not going to come out mid-season and go, yeah, we're unfit and we, we're, we're poor. Why not? Why wouldn't what you, well, Danny, would you, you say? Do you think you any coach made, or club we would? We made some mistakes. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You no, say we wouldn't. made some mistakes. We made some mistakes. The way you word it, we made some mistakes in our pre-season. I don't think the players have been as hungry as I would have liked them to have been. Yep, there's been mitigating factors around that, and, and part of that is some injuries that they've had, but that doesn't excuse them for having a poor diet and letting themselves put on weight and, and get out of shape. There's many exercises you can do that are non-weight-bearing that can keep your fitness up. So, of course, they can word it in a way, rather than come out and say, oh, no, nah, Kane Corns is a shock jock because he's called us unfit. Like, come on, that, that, was, that was a disgraceful response from... Adam Simpson and Trevor Nisbet, when it was clear for everyone to see that Elliot Yo was overweight. Nick Natanui was overweight. Tim Kelly was out of shape. Um, and it, everyone could see it except them, or they could see it, but they weren't prepared to put their hand up and say they made a mistake. There's a lot of blokes in the Eagles list that aren't happy with you with their uh, pre-season training schedule this year, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mate, uh, Goss has made a couple of calls um, this year on who he thinks is going to have breakout years, and it's Tim Kelly having a breakout year at West Coast. At West Coast. At West Coast, we know he... Can had... it be a breakout year? No, it doesn't make semantics, mate. not break out at July? Mate, don't be a simpleton. You know what I was implying. <laughs> you know what I was saying, Kane. I was talk- back, I'm yeah. talking about that West Coast. Yeah, West, he's going to have his best season for West Coast, and it could be oh, an absolute beauty. Oh. Yeah, um, he's got. Oh, who do you have at Freo? Matt Tabner. Matt yeah, Tabner. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. hasn't got on the track yet. But <laughs> <laughs> and is, it, is he going to break out as well? He's 30, isn't he? Yeah. He's, 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 he's Joe. He's Joe. <laughs> um, but I tell you, there's, there's one bloke, and in 
I know you're in his corner. He didn't cover himself in glory in his first year of football. He's back home in Adelaide and Jason Horn Francis. I just get the feeling uh, that a lot of people came for him last year, um, possibly without knowing what he was going through or dealing with himself or the sort of person he is. But let's get the feeling he could make a lot of people look silly this year. I think he will eventually. I, I guess as a 19-year-old, you have to sort of... Sometimes we get a little bit impatient and, and I'd be as guilty as this as anyone to expect too much too young. And when you look at... I know, just, just pluck a name like Christian Petrarca. I mean, what, what was he like at 19? Well, he was a player that had a lot of talent and you could see that. He had some injury worries and he was probably a little bit frustrated and didn't quite fully understand what was required to be an elite player that he is now and and that's probably where I see Horn Francis. I, from what I've been told, he, he's still learning how to you know fully be an elite professional AFL footballer. They love his competitiveness and his toughness and his will to win, but there's still a few areas of his game that you know clearly as a 19 year old he's got to work on. And he's not going to be full time mid, and we know how tough it's going to be to play that high half forward role that some young players struggle with. So in time, give it three, four, five years, I think he will absolutely live up to the potential and he'll be a handy player for them this year without, I think, setting setting the world on fire. Five years you've given him? Well, no. Well, you come into your prime when you're 23, 24 years of age. Like, by that stage, he's ready to go. Like, he's ready to be... You've given him a cushion. He's yeah, a number one draft pick. I've given him a cushion at all. And he's a boy I'm, playing with I'm men. And he's a man, boy, a man in I'm a boy's body. I'm comparing him <laughs> to... Well, well use, use Brayshaw, for example. Like, he completely you know, voted by his teammates the best player in the game last year. 22. So give it three, four years, and then that's when you're ready to go. It's rare for a second-year player to come in and absolutely rip it apart in the midfield. So, you know, I just don't want to, you know, people to think he's going to be the saviour this year. In time, he will be, but not quite yet. Okay, Jason Horn Francis wouldn't carry Andrew Brayshaw's bags. All right, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm just going to rattle <laughs> off. As understanding as I've ever heard, Cornsy. Yeah, I know. Given five he, years. He, he's given a guy five years in Port Adelaide. Shock horror. All righty. Now, <laughs> Cornsy, I'm going to, we're going to rattle off captains, and we just, oh, we just want really definitive answers. You think Alex yeah, can, Pierce? Can, can this be? Can, can this be who I I think should get it yeah, or who yeah. I think the no. club will give it to? That's right. Who so you, Mark th- Duff- who you Mark- think should get it? Mark Duffield, who you spoke to last night, is on after 8 o'clock. Mm. Uh, he was writing for Code Sport and he's also coming on after 8. I've got a feeling he is going to anoint Alex Pierce. Yes. You're in the same yeah, boat as that, I are you? I agree. I think Brayshaw should be the captain. I, and that's I don't know anything about it. What I have been told is that he doesn't quite challenge the players enough. He's a bit... I don't know, he's got a bit of the, the sugar lips. Like, he's happy to give the positive message, but not quite happy to give the hard, direct feedback that really good captains and, and you two would have experienced that are prepared to give, whereas Pierce would. If it was me, though, I think Brayshaw would develop into that. And I don't know, do you, do you want another injury-prone key defender mm. as your captain on the back of the amount of footy that Fife has missed as captain? So I would have gone with Brayshaw, but, yeah, I'm with, I'm with Duff. I think the club's going to go with Pierce. I think they will too. I'm, and I'm with you. You want your captain out there. Are you nervous that Pierce yeah. has had a good year last year? He played most of the games. But, oh, sugar lips, Pierce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sugar lips. All righty. Dane Zorko stripped down as Brisbane captain. It's a tough one here. Do they want to go down with uh, a couple of years with uh, Lockie Neal at the back end? He is 30 yeah. years of age. Which way will they go, do you think? Which way should they go, should I say? I think, 
I think they'll go McCluggage, but I'd go Neil. I just think he's the best player in the team. Uh, his individual brilliance is outstanding, as is his training standards. I've saw them train once, and I, I haven't seen a player train like Lockie Neil. I'd love for him just to grab this team. Like, they're ready to go, um, and I, I reckon he'd be an outstanding leader. But I think they will um, lean with the youngster in, in 24-year-old McCluggage. Go on, see a couple of texts on the temper text line. How's uh, obviously a player that everyone in Perth, or a lot of people here in Perth, are very interested in how he's travelling. Uh, any word on how Junior Rioli's going at Port Adelaide? I think he's going all right, Scotty. I think he's um, fitted in. I, I saw him and had a chat to him at the Port Adelaide Best and Ferris. Uh, that was prior to Christmas. But uh, look, look, he's another eagle that was unfit and out of shape last year. So, I mean, he's got the talent. It's in his court of, of how fit he wants to get because we know when he touches the footy and he kicks the ball inside 50 or he's kicking for goal that something will happen. So they're wrapped with, with what they've got. Um, they backed him in with a four-year deal, which you know was probably over as what he deserves from his on-field performance to date. But if they can get him firing, um, I mean, he'll be he'll be deadly, as you guys would be aware of. A couple of people having a, having a little slight dig here, mate. Um, any uh, any other... Bring reti- it on. Any, bring, bring it on. Are there any other retired players St Kilda should chase after? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jake, well, we had JK well, on last they, week and he's... Uh, and we, we had JK on last week and he's joined the SEN family, the SENWA family. Yes. Uh, but he suggested that uh, you might well, become his manager because he got a lot of interest. Well, what a waste. Him, him sitting behind a microphone is a waste. He should be sitting at full forward. He can't walk, mate. He can barely get oh, out of bed. He, like, he could look like he could walk okay in his last game when he kicked eight. He was fine to me. <laughs> but he was buggered. They had to carry him off the ground. <laughs> he couldn't get anywhere. No, he's, uh, he's one of my favourites. What a star. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Very much so. Uh, um, uh, Essendon, captain. Uh, well, it's a bit of a concern. That it feels like they're going to go with Heppel again. I wouldn't have. I, I'm not sure he's in their best 22, so it would have been merit for me. But perhaps it's a bit of an indictment on the leadership underneath Dyson Heppel that they haven't made that switch yet, and, and they might go with Heppel again. Geelong? Uh, Stuart. Tom Stewart. Mm. Any word on the new CEO in Melbourne? Do you think Gil McLaughlin will see out the rest of this year? And <laughs> and will this development in regards to Phil Egan, who sort of instigated the, the yeah. Hawthorne uh, situation, has now been sort of arrested on fraud charges, um, alleged fraud charges. So how, how is this all going to play out? Is this going to extend the whole drama? Yeah, I would have thought so. I'm not sure. I, I didn't know how it was going to play out before this revelation has happened. Uh, all you know is that there's going to be no winners out of it. It was supposed to be wrapped up you know, before Christmas, wasn't it? And it's yeah. dragging on. And uh, so I, I've got no idea how this is going to play out, other than there'll be no winners and there'll be at least one or two parties that are unsatisfied with the end result. Mm. Mate, before we let you go, and thanks very much for joining yeah, us this morning. Uh, your predictions for both West Coast and Fremantle this year? Um, yeah, I think it's going to be tough for, for West Coast. I, what, I, what I probably don't want to see for the Eagles is, you know, to finish from, you know, sort of 8 to 12. It's that no-man's land that St Kilda have been stuck in. You'd almost prefer, prefer them to completely bottom out again and, and get the draft picks that they have neglected to go after. And that's why there's a void of young talent coming through. But they haven't done that. They've backed these older senior players in again. It feels like they want to be competitive, but are they good enough to make the eight? Maybe. Maybe they squeeze in the eighth position and win 12 games. That would be a stretch. 
But yeah, I, I sort of see them in that no man's land, that football dead zone from you know eight to twelve. And yeah, and and Fremantle, I like. Like I just, I, I'm I'm interested in in the way that they use Jackson. I, I think the experience that has left um, Fremantle will hurt and and Logue and and Lobb and, and players like that. You know, and they're, they're not easy to replace, particularly if you get a few injuries. But I love their midfield. Fascinated to see how they use Jackson. Interested to see how they have enough potency in their forward line. You've mentioned Taverner and, and hopefully Five stays fit and he'll play a lot of footy down there. And, and young Jaimis is, is a player that I like, but how much can you expect from a young key forward? Not sure. So, yeah, they'll be around the mark. I don't think they're good enough to win the Premiership, though. Hey, before you go, we've got Greg of Les Murdy, which is up in the hills. Yeah, uh, a beautiful it, part of the world, it, too. The hills? It Les the hills? Yeah, it's the hills, okay. but we're just better people from Les Murdy. So Les Murdy's where Scotty grew up. Uh, mm. It just says... Quote, Scotty, you're lucky for you that Kane Corns wasn't around calling out players' fitness back when you were playing. <laughs> <laughs> there's, every lucky, chance, yeah, there's every chance we wouldn't have got along uh, if no, you were a few years so. older, mate, and, and, and we're at the yeah. club those early days. <laughs> and, and, and you would have knocked, knocked me out. <laughs> and, and Margaret, who's very good, and she's texted in on the temporary bedshed text line. Thank you, Margaret. Margaret said, the reason why Kane Corns has it in for WA teams is that if you have a look at his record at Subiaco Oval, oh, you no. would not be surprised. Oh, no. Corn played 22 games at Subiaco Oval and never received a Brownlow medal vote. Oh. No, but didn't I stop some players from getting Brownlow votes? <laughs> 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 go, and ask, go and look up how many times Cuzzy and Kerry and Juddy got votes. Oh. Oh, that's, right, a, fair, that's a fair response, to hey, be perfectly honest with you. Third that. person self-congratulating going over right now. Hey, you don't normally get a run on a Saturday morning, but I think you might. Very good. good. Hey, good on you, mate. I love your work, Yeah, you too, mate. Good, good on you. Yeah, fantastic. Well done, too. Good call on giving your boy the day off on Monday, yeah, too, for the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. He gets it. He yeah, gets it. He does. He'll fail. He'll get 49% of his next exam, and that'll be Corn's fault. Co-host of Sports Day 1116 with Jared Healy, and we appreciate his time. Thanks to McCafe, the wonderful team at McCafe Ice Coffee, Coffee Fit for an Aussie. It is crafted by expert baristas. I don't know if you know, but I drive through mine, and I go, you're an expert barista, are you mm, not? Can you craft Smooth? this? <laughs> Smooth and refreshing, mate, just the way you like it. You break- do love them too, don't you? You can't get enough. Who? You. Yeah. Of the baristas? Cafe. Coffee? Yeah. Oh, I love the coffee down, down, down really the really up and about. It certainly does. Without them, I wouldn't be the happy guy that I am. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll get Depot Studio, we're in. That's a good one. After 7.30, we'll be chatting to Peter Bowles, lawyer. You blokes hear that?